Welcome to another edition of BJ Shea's Board Game Alliance. By the way, I am not Joey D's. I am Vicky Barcelona, a.k.a. Deatrice District, distinctly determined, diabolically dangerous, defective, and dirty. Oh, there's more. Diminishing and displacing dollars. <laughs> I say that's ours, because... Yeah, no, I... Stop in the middle, pause. I mean... No, we'll see. Look, 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 look. We make the rules. It cut off right there. Uh-huh. That's why. See, uh-huh. you're looking at my screen. It got cut off. I consider it null. No winner there. <laughs> lots and lots of, uh, you know, caveats there. Did she just asterisk our little game? I yes, did. I did. <laughs> because I am in charge this week. Oh, dang it. She's in charge. <laughs> yes. Dang it. Uh, and with me, as always, we have Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? As well as Sean Epperson from Thing 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. And uh, Josh... Yes. What's our contact info? Well, you can just go to bjgeeknation.com. You get all the podcast, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More. Demon more. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Uh, You can also check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes. Just search for BJ Geek Nation. Uh, and last week was all about PAX. This week, it's all about interviews. I am really tired of, from PAX, <laughs> so I would like to sit down and do interviews. Uh, a while back, we talked to one of my really good friends, Rachel. She works over at C4 Labs about an awesome Kickstarter they're doing. And uh, we talked to her during Dragonflight Con. Yes. Yes. Dragonflight Con 40. 40, yes. And those uh, dice trays are amazing, and I'm reaching out to her about a custom one because... Ooh. It's going to be blue, and I get blue, and that's just the way it goes. Sorry, if you want blue, get a tattoo. See, it rhymed. I did things. Nice. So hear all about it from Rachel. Hey, guys. It's Vicky Barcelona from BJ Shea's Geek Nation, and I'm here, part of Board Game Alliance. And uh, currently, I'm at Dragonflight Con. I know it's been a couple weeks. You guys are probably like, oh, that was such a great con. But I do want to point out of a very awesome Kickstarter that you need to go kick right now. I ran into one of my really good friends, Rachel. Hey. And she apparently creates these amazing dice boards. And you do all of this yourself, correct? Uh, Yes, me and we have a few other people on the team over at C4 Labs. So my friend Scott is one of the lead designers as well. And... We just brought on another friend, Nathan, another comic book shop friend, so it's pretty cool. We're growing a little bit, and um, yeah, so between us, we're just making the designs and building them, cutting them. How'd you get into doing that? Like, what? Like, you're like, I'm just going to start doing it. It was more like a necessity, so like just playing D&D or going to just board game nights, stuff like that, just accessories, like, because I had access to the lasers, started making stuff, bringing them with, and then one thing became another, and everyone wanted something and then that's how the kickstarter was born and uh, i believe uh, lexique explorers pack now what is that for those uh, who don't know this is one of the front designs so it's designed to be just like a, um, a case that you can carry an entire character with to your game and it looks almost like one of the the book covers with the zippers uh, like I, my mom had one like this for her bible back in the day <laughs> kind of very similar to that totally which lexique does mean book in french so that's where we got that so there's a pocket on the side you can fit like a mini notebook there for like i mean i'm a note taker when i play yeah uh, is this uh is there going to be multiple designs or is this the main design there's going to be multiple designs so there's two on the ticket Kickstarter, and there's two colors. So there's this black and silver, and then also we have a, a gray one with black etching on it. So it's all two-toned. 
but um, the in internals are the same. So you open it up and you have your personal dice tray. Uh, you can fit 10 dice and you can fit your spell cards, any cards, utensils, minis, all the things you pretty much need for your game. And zip it up and bring it with you. And if you just go to Kickstarter and time it, type in uh, Lexique, Explorers Pack Lexique, because I can't spell worth beans, L-E-X-I-Q-U-E, Explorers Pack. We made it as complicated as possible for everybody <laughs> to find us. But it's such a cool name, and I love it. I was trying to, it took forever to name it, too. The Explorers Pack was already given, and then I was like, but it's going to be a line of things. And here we are. And if anybody wants to buy any of the things that they've heard about today or saw today besides the Kickstarter, where can they go? C4labs.com. So the letter C, number four, labs.com. And uh, do you have, like, your own Instagram or anything you would like to promote? You want people to follow you? So um, on Instagram, we're C4labs, Inc., and then on Facebook, it's just C4 Labs. And is it C4 Labs Inc. as in INC? INC, yes. I -N -C. So, yeah, because regular C4 Labs are just taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you guys, seriously, go check out all these awesome things made by this lovely lady that I love. Anyways. I'm so happy I ran into you. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's real random. It's so awesome. Thank you so much again, Rachel. Definitely go check this out. Uh, they're such gorgeous. Like, I have one. I'm not even using it for dice right now. I'm using it for everything. So I might need to get a whole collection of them Ooh. and have them all over my house. One for keys, one for my makeup, one for the thousand chapsticks I seem to acquire. And they had like a four foot tall dice tower. Oh my God. It was amazing. So cool. It's like, you know, back in like college days when you had that one buddy who uh, <laughs> had the <laughs> giant bong. <laughs> this is kind of what it reminded me of, but nerdier and cooler. Well, yeah, it's a gamer version. <laughs> exactly. So definitely check this out. Um, and like I said earlier, today is the day of interviews. It is. So uh, we actually recently got a chat with our friends from Weta Workshop about the District 9 board game. It's back. With us today, we have Mark and Lee from Weta Workshop. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, we're good. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Perfect. Uh, so there were some issues with the District 9 board game, and now we are back. There's a couple of differences. Can you guys tell us a little bit about the relaunch? Uh, yeah, so the relaunch is go going to be happening uh, 4th of September. Uh, so not far, but uh, uh, leading up to that date, everyone's been really busy. Um, we've been working on... Uh, Introduction to asymmetry uh, rules for uh, each faction. Uh, we've done uh, a revamped board, um, so we've added more graphic style that uh, matches more of the uh, card art, um, and then we've uh, decided to add uh, some more uh, sculpts, uh, some cameos uh, from uh, characters in real life um, that we've decided to add into the game, additional ally cards, um, and additional uh, equipment cards. Uh, basically, uh, quite a lot has happened since. Uh, um, uh, I guess a lot has happened uh, since then. So the uh, <clears throat> the asymmetry on on each faction. How are you bringing that in? Uh, so what we decided is uh, we explored asymmetry, uh, like a unique ability for each faction. Um, and then what we did, we decided we want to give the power of options to um, our players. So instead of having one unique ability per faction, and I guess having that uh, you know age-old argument of people always fighting over that one faction because it suits uh, their playstyle or resonates with them, we decided to give um, different uh, faction abilities in the terms of cards, which uh, players can select 
uh, as one of their custom loadouts before they start the game. Uh, so they have a range of options uh, um, that could suit them, and they can choose one of those cards, and that's the uh, faction, uh, I guess, asymmetrical um, ability that they get for each faction. Well, that's really nice because that really fits the flow of the game because in the previous version, I got a chance to play it. You really were building a very unique faction anyway throughout gameplay. So now being able to start off with that, that's really exciting. Yeah, and it, it, it just also like, adds to um, how you want to play, whether you want to be really aggressive and load up your car with uh, uh, units and allies or whether you want to just uh, put up uh, defense and just uh, move around uh, the board um, and just... You know, weather the storm of uh, hostile aliens and, uh, you know, move around without uh, taking a, a scratch. Well, I've, seen some, uh, I've seen some pictures of uh, people getting scanned in for their likeness. Uh, for the, uh, is that for the minis or for the uh, card arts and stuff? So that is for uh, both, but uh, mainly for the minis. Um, so one of the pictures that you would have seen is uh, Richard Taylor, the co-founder of Weta Workshop. As our uh, art director, we decided that uh, he had quite a bit of, uh, well, he had pivotal input in the making of District 9 and the, the creation of the world and the story. So we decided to uh, scan him in and uh, turn him into a uh, miniature. And uh, he'll be a non-playable character that will possibly uh, be roaming around the board. Or he could be a uh, district uh, boost or an ally that you can earn in the game. Uh, so we've decided to scan his uh, likeness and put him onto a miniature and make him uh, a uh, character. Now, are you guys scanned in and are characters yourselves? Or if you're not, if you could pick any character to be scanned in as, who would you pick? Or what kind of uh, character or race? Ooh, there's so many uh, characters. I'd actually, if I could be scanned in, I, I would possibly want to be a prawn. Um <laughs> And I think I'd be, uh, I guess I'd be one of the, the gangster prawns. These are the prawns <laughs> that uh, don't care about um, their own kind. All they care about is cat food. And um, from them dealing with the, the African gangsters in District 9, they've started to pick up some of their mannerisms and uh, uh, their attitudes. So it starts to show in some of their uh, sculpts, the way they hold uh, the weapons. And for those listening, by the way, when we say District 9, yes, this is based off the movie. So if you saw that movie, you love that movie, this is a game you're going to want to play. And Josh, who has played it, uh, obviously before uh, a lot of these new updates, you really enjoyed playing the game, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For one, first of all, what draws you in is the table presence. Because these prawn sculpts, there's singles, doubles, triples, all on one, which is great table management, but it just looks amazing. And if it draws you in, that's the first step. Any any game, that's the best step. Uh, and then the, the thematically, the way it plays out with Vickis running around, y- you don't get to play as Vickis, but you're watching his movie from different points of view. He's still <laughs> the star of the movie. You're just seeing how the other how the how the factions had to live within that world. And like we were saying, there's been a lot of uh, different changes now with the uh, relaunch, as well as like you got six more district boost deployable allies, uh, additional ally cards, additional equipment cards. Uh, I want to know what is your guys' favorite new component to this game? Uh, our new component, uh, well, one of the new components that we've uh, added is uh, some of the district um, boost allies. So mm-hmm. these are characters that you can earn in the game. Um, for pulling off uh, really awesome uh, feats like the defeating a, uh, a key character, uh, it could be a uh, Kubis, 
or it could be Obisanjo, who are both uh, characters that roam around the board. And uh, one particularly that stands out for me is uh, the Prawn Commando. And uh, Gary, our sculptor, uh, modeled his uh, pose after Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie <laughs> Commando. So he's, he's got a duffel bag and a gun slung over his shoulder. And um, pretty much this uh, character is a, is a one prawn army. Um, so it doesn't matter how many uh, prawns um, are in the, in the district or in the same space. Um, who always have a higher attack value than the number of prawns in there. And so basically it's like this one prawn that can wipe out everyone. And that's one of my favorite uh, characters. Oh, nice. Do you get to play him or is he more of an NPC? Uh, you get to play as him. So he is a character that you get to earn. Nice. So yeah, he's what I need against Mechas. If you're playing as a prawn or if you're playing as the humans, you know, he's a, he's a gun for hire. And I also heard that uh, there's been revamped board art uh, by Christian Pierce. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about his style? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Uh, His style is uh, very articulated and detailed. Uh, His uh, art style is, uh, um, I guess, the the board art that he has created now matches the art style on the cards. Before, our um, board uh, looked like a uh, satellite top-down view of uh, of District 9 as a slum. Mm-hmm. But now he's put a more detailed and fun illustrative uh, style back into it. Very similar to, um, you know, where's, where's the, the Where's Waldo books? <laughs> so there's uh, little bits of uh, uh, detail that are just popping all over the board that uh, bring that district to life. So we've got abandoned cars and they're all colored, you know, uh, tanker trucks that, be, that have crashed. And uh, you can see the... The inhabitants uh, have like rounded up uh, parts from it and uh, arranged it to make little housing formations. Um, barbed wire. So he's brought a lot of life um, to the um, to the new design. Yeah, it's far more realistic than uh, than the previous version. I, I really like it. I really can't wait to play this new version. Mm, and he's also like brought the the culture into it. So if you for those who remember watching the film. Uh, you would have seen the the prawns had like a little uh, animal uh, fighting cage where they get their little pet aliens to to fight, and they were gambling. So you can start to see the little bits of their um, their culture and, and their life happening in the district, and like you can start to see things that make out like the what you saw in the film. And again, this comes out September fourth, which is a Wednesday. This is something you're gonna really want to check out. Uh, where can people get more information? People can get more information from our, our website. Uh, so we've got the the, kick, the original Kickstarter page, um, but we're migrating people over to the new Kickstarter page, and that'll have all the new information, the updates, what's going into the game. Um, so, but that goes live this week, so we'll start publicizing that a bit more. If you're listening now, this will air or this will launch tomorrow on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Get in, get early, yeah. and let's unlock some stretch goals. Hell yeah. uh, any 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 hints about stretch goals or are we gonna keep that secret for now? <laughs> um We don't mean to twist uh, your arm. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the pause that you're hearing here now leads us to believe that it might be secret. Okay. <laughs> secret. I'm yeah. going to assume it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the without revealing too much, there there's a lot that we made for the film ten years ago, um, and you know we we make all the props, we make the special effects, we send it away to the film set. Unfortunately, um, not everything that we've created can be included in the final cut for the film, but. This board game is a really cool way to include uh, a lot of the artwork uh, that the technicians uh, created, um, just to give you, just to show you guys um, some of the cool things that never ended up on screen. Okay, well that is awesome, and I, you, you got one backer right here. 
And another. <laughs> and uh, I know a lot of people, and we're going to try to get everyone backing as soon as possible. Mostly because we so. need a lot of people playing this game. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. It, it draws the crowd right to the table. <laughs> mm. No, but well, we're hoping that we we can draw in the um, you know the the fans that have uh, seen the movie and who are who are not aren't really aware that uh, that movie is ten years old now. So we're coming up on the ten year anniversary. Uh, we've got some really cool minis. So hopefully we pull in the miniatures uh, um, club. And uh, for those who love to play board games, you know uh, that's there for them as well. We've so, got some cool add-ons. You know what those add-ons are. So we've um, we've got add-ons uh, which expand uh, the factions that are involved. So we have um, a uh, we'd like to call them the prawn engineers, um, and uh, they're very much a, a faction of prawns that are dedicated to, um, I guess, uh, preserving their technology and trying to find ways to get off Earth. Um, so their stake in the game is to to find alien technology as well. Um, and the difference between them and the prawn gangsters is that uh, they haven't traded their their alien technology for uh, human weapons. They're very much uh, about uh, using their the alien technology uh, to survive within the district. Um, and the second, uh, the sixth faction that we've uh, that we're adding to the game is the MNU Science Division. Um, so for those who've seen the film, uh, you would have seen that this uh, group of scientists turned up and there was a guy with a flamethrower uh, that cordoned off the area and then he torched uh, and exterminated any uh, alien uh, evidence. Um, so we've got this faction that are running around trying to secure alien technology as well. So we've got two uh, new factions that are going, that are going to be uh, joining uh, the mayhem that will be happening in the District 9 board game. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Again, yeah. yeah, check it out September 4th. Uh, we'll have links to this everywhere, so you can definitely back it. Thank you guys so much for joining uh, BJ Shea's yeah. Big Nation. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks again, guys. I really can't wait to play the new finished original because I saw the original back at Comic-Con. Um, or not the original. Well, yeah, the original. I want to see the new, new one. It looks so cool. I can only imagine what it looks like finished. I want to... Commando Terminator Prawn, ter- Commando Prawn, Comprondinator. Yes. <laughs> I will come up with a better name. Does it come with a side of steamed rice? Sorry, I keep hearing prawn. I think of prawns. <laughs> well, I think you're supposed to. So, I'm, but yeah, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to use that. The Mechus is going down. But definitely check it out. The Kickstarter all goes down tomorrow. Sean. Yes. I think it's time for a little quick starter. Yes, indeed it is. And right now we're going to start off with Pixel Demons Realm by Pixel Demon Studios. Well, I mean, I, I'm <laughs> shocked. Says what it says on the tin. Why go, why go complicated when simple works just fine? Exactly. Especially with us. Uh, <laughs> this is a really just a fantastic looking game. The art in this game is just crazy. Uh, it's really dark, really gothic. Um, essentially what you're doing in this game, these are, these are tarot-sized uh, cards, and you are binding demons using these cards that you have, and the cards either have numbers or they have symbols, and you're placing those cards on those demons to try and bind them by binding in the corners. Thing is, once you bind a demon, you flip it over, and now there's a curse that affects you for the rest of the game that kind of uh, makes it more difficult for you to keep doing that, whatever you're trying to do. And everybody has a hidden objective that they're trying to meet. So there's a lot of player interaction. And um, the thing that really impressed me about this was the fact that they said it's going to arrive in 2019. They're, mm-hmm. they're promising to have this out. Um, based on everything they've said and the look of the game, uh, 
it's all done. They're just, as soon as the Kickstarter ends, uh, if they're all funded and everything, then it's just going to go to print and send it out to people. I believe you are underselling how great this art is. It it's, is it's gorgeous. Right? I, I almost want to get two copies, one to play and one to put in frames and have it all over my house. <laughs> it's awesome. I want an uncut sheet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Uh, so right. right now, as of this recording, they're at 19K of 5.5K goal. So they're completely funded. They're really into stretch goal land. And um, yeah, and I can see why. It's just amazing production. And this is their first one, their first outing. So, you know, kudos to them for this. So definitely check this out. Uh, the base pledge for this is $29. Very reasonable. Uh, there is a $49 Plague Edition that comes with an expansion pack. And I'm looking here, and it's uh, two to four players, but it also includes a solo variant. Yeah, so... Which is cool, because yeah. sometimes you just don't have anybody to play with, or you need something to do, and solitaire is for the birds. Well, there's definitely a, a, a large solo playing population mm-hmm. out there, so having that as an option is mm-hmm. always cool. Plus, it's pretty. Oh, my God. And you, there's a, uh, a level you come back to get them all foiled. Yes, it's a little expensive, but uh, it looks amazing. <laughs> uh, this is going to be ending on September 13th, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. <laughs> what else you got, Sean? Next up is Queen Bee. So we're going to go the far opposite side of the spectrum from dark, scary, horror stuff to uh, very light, very family accessible uh, style. Very bright and colorful. Uh, Queen Bee is an, an award-winning family game, actually. And hmm. essentially, you've got a bunch of bees. You're, you've got a queen bee, you've got worker bees, and um, it, there's a bit of territory control. Fantastic-looking minis in this game. I was blown away by this. Uh, they've got really cool-looking dice, and they have game trays in it, which uh, kind of just kind of blew me away as well. Like, these guys really are trying to put out a really high-quality-looking game for being family-accessible. I'm a little confused. Like, if uh, it already won awards, it's already out, why are they doing a Kickstarter? Well, so it's not out yet. Okay. So they've won awards as far as like putting it out there because you can actually put up unpublished games and still win awards. Oh, I did not know that. So the uh, insert is a game trays with a Z insert, which they often do custom inserts for the game. Um, They're honeycomb. Yes. (laughs) They're awesome. Now, the the base game for this, base pledge for this one, is uh, $29, but this gets gets you, all the pieces are cubes, essentially. So you're going to have, like, the red player has red cubes, yellow player has yellow cubes. That's not the one you want. Come on, let's get real here. You want the $49 version, which comes with... only $49. $49! Now, wait, 60 minis in this game. That's oh, insanity. I'm, wow, it's just crazy. Uh, for only $49, that's just nuts. Uh, $59 will get you the five to six player expansion. So incredibly affordable. Uh, they said it plays in 15 minutes per player. So, you know, very quick uh, and snappy. I've uh, been hearing lots of good things from this from other people that have actually had a chance to play it at, at some of the beer conventions. So definitely one people need to check out. Dude, I'm checking out the backstory to this. It is so cute. Right? So it's Mike and Larissa have been married since 2005, and they have five little kids that daily destroy their house. And once the little ones are put to bed, Mike and Larissa enjoy working on projects and playing games together. So during their married life, their house has been the game night house, and they have had as many as 20 people over for game night, and they love playing games. Queen Bee has been a passion project for Mike and Larissa. The result was a pretty awesome game, in our opinion, that plays a fantastic two to six players. Uh, and it even feels different as each player's count level. Like, it's... Nice. I think that's sweet. And these prices don't sting. Ah! Uh, oh, God, nice. get out of here. <laughs> Away with you. 
<laughs> now, as of this recording, they're currently about 12K of their 19K goal. Uh, so hopefully, um, by the time you're listening to this, uh, get in there, try and help this fund. Uh, it's going to be wrapping up on September 19th as well. The value here is amazing. Yeah. You can't beat these prices. 100%. Like they're, <laughs> they're putting out a really, just an amazing game, an amazing quality for just, you know, pennies for, for what you're getting. I mean, it's just crazy good. What else we got? Last up, um, there's a very interesting story to this. So this is going to be, uh, this is Evil Dead 2, the board game. Okay. Now, uh, there's a bit of drama with the original version of this. Uh, Space Goat tried to do a a Kickstarter. Um, Things went awry and uh, nobody got their games, even though they really, really, really overfunded. Um, Oh, Several years have gone by, and Jasco Games has come along and picked up the well, the license and the game, and so they put it on Kickstarter. Um, I'll read a little bit about what they've done here. According to Jasco, we're doing something a little different. You may have seen news on this upcoming campaign. In collaboration with Lavander Studios, the Evil Dead 2 licensing group, and our other partners, we've come together to bring Evil Dead 2, the board game, back from the dead. While we have no association with the original creator of the first Evil Dead 2 campaign, Jasco Games has created this Evil Dead 2, the board game Kickstarter, as a love letter to the Kickstarter community and the fans of Evil Dead 2. We're calling this new type of campaign a heartthrob campaign. What that means is if the campaign successfully funds all of the other backers from the original campaign that everyone so passionately backed, we'll be able to get a free copy of the new Evil Dead 2 board game. You'll be able to search a link on their site, uh, which will end up in the next couple of days uh, for their pledge vendor. This is uh, for the original baggers. Um, yeah, so basically, like, so, you back the game. So I didn't get my game because yes. I did back it. Right, so Josh backed it. Now, actually, I wasn't aware of this one at the time, so I didn't. Now, if I go in and back, I get a copy of the game. Josh will get a copy of the game as well. Mm-hmm. So the money I've already spent that's gone... They are doing a, a heartthrob, a, a a a save, a bailout, essentially. That's awesome. But yeah. they're not bailing out Space Goat. No. They're bailing out the backers who put the money up. See, that's really awesome of them. Yeah. Yes. Like, so when... Because I mean, think about that. I mean, yeah. like, Jasco picks up and, like, they just can't give out free copies to everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a there's a very large, you know, <laughs> money that goes into that. Uh, their pledge level that they're trying to reach is 195K. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, they're at 52K, so they've got a way just to go. So, uh, As of the it, time of this recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. as of the time of this recording. So, I uh, definitely get in there and, and back... The other really cool thing, so this is an $80 MSRP game. Mm-hmm. Lots of minis, lots of really cool uh, board tiles. Like, the game is really good, and it looks amazing. Uh, the There's only one pledge level, because they want to really keep it simple, and it's $59. So even just, you know, if, if you really like Evil Dead, I mean, this, this game is just right in your wheelhouse. And that's a really good price, $59 for this, you know, kind of the bigger tabletop experience games. But not only are you getting this awesome game, but you're helping this whole like endeavor to try and you know fix a really unfortunate problem that kind of affected all the Kickstarter backers. I'm looking at some of the game pieces; they are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean this high quality art. All the minis look amazing. Um, I've well, John, Josh backed this, so I mean he's really into this as well. And oh yeah, I mean yeah, it, it is it is different. 
than what it was before. But honestly, I think it looks better. Well, and the thing that I've I've actually had a chance to talk a little bit to them, and what they've done is they've tried to you know streamline the rules a little bit, fix some things that you know need a little tweaking or whatever, but. It's more about like we want to put out a quality game and we want to make sure that we're also doing right by the original backers as well. So, man, hats off to Jasco Games for just coming in and trying to, you know, rescue this for people. Especially like if you, I'm sure almost everybody here and probably listening has been screwed over by either a Kickstarter or like a local artist or something like that, um, which one should never deter you from helping small independent companies or artists or what have you, because we've all done that. Uh, so it's awesome to see that somebody's actually trying to do something good. So if it's something that you're interested in, you might as well help out somebody that's doing something awesome. And this ends on Friday, September 13th. Well, guys... Uh, quick note, we will update everybody on how our packs and Dragonflight went on next week's episode. Uh, so until then, continue to play nice. <laughs> <laughs>